Welcome, welcome, welcome to 12th Street Talk Back. I am your host, Victoria J, and you are listening to our very first episode. Yay, 12th Street Talk Back is in the building. Well, guys, it took me long enough, but I finally got it together. I wanted to create a podcast for Black women, women of color, for age groups from 30 and up. I feel like the age of 30, we start going through some things and we're adjusting to life and we're getting our feet wet and we kind of know what we want and how we want to do it. So I thought, why not? There are so many um, different podcasts out there for uh, younger women, although I definitely welcome all women, whether you're a black woman or a younger woman, I definitely welcome all women, but I just felt it was time that we had a show of our own so we can talk about relationship issues, menopause, you know what I'm saying, ladies, um, weight, uh, mental and physical issues, fashion tips, the do's and the don'ts at a certain age, and just a whole genre of different things. So, okay, guys, let me tell you a little bit about the name because I know you're wondering why 12th Street Talk Back. So here goes. Uh, I was thinking of a podcast. Actually, I was thinking about doing an audio journal. And then I thought, why not turn it into a podcast? So pondering this, I was driving, um, looking for houses, and I ended up on 12th Street. And it's kind of funny because I was driving through downtown Winston-Salem, and it goes like from downtown, which they pretty much revamped here. Um, it's like a artsy, kind of classy, kind of upscale area. And then it goes right into the black communities or urban area, if that's what you want to say. So I'm driving and I'm pondering whether I wanted to do a podcast or just keep it a personal journal. And I'm looking for houses, right? So um, I ended up on 12th Street. I start looking at the houses couldn't find anything in that area, but I started looking at the character of the houses, and I started thinking about how some of these people have probably lived in these houses for many, many years, and I started thinking about the triumphs and tribulations, the good, the bad, the holidays, and all the things that's on my mind, um, as a woman of color. So that's how 12th Street Talk Back came up. It was catchy. I looked at the the street sign and said, hey, 12th Street Talk Back, something kind of like, you know, like the movie Bill Street Talk Back, but 12th Street Talk Back, like if only the streets could talk and tell you what went on in those neighborhoods, especially in our black communities. So yeah, that's how I got the name. So anyway, on to our first episode. Our first episode is called Call of Duty. Call to Duty. Excuse me. It seems like I can talk today. Uh, And the reason why I named it that is because uh, 
I just feel like we have a lot going on in our society today. And I'm particularly concerned about our younger generation, our younger females and males in our black communities. Um, As a mother of three myself, I have a son and two daughters and they're in their late, early 20s, late 20s. And, you know, it bothers me some of the things that I see on social media, not my kids in particular, however, only two of them have social media accounts, and that's a rare thing this, these days, especially since the only time I ever see them posting is, like my son, he'll post for a game, or my daughter, she'll post her music because she's an artist. Um, but other than that, I don't really see them on social media. I think I'm on social media a lot more than they are. And what I have found is... I guess the question I'm asking is, how much do we want to put out there? How much do we want our young people to put out there to achieve fame, to make money, and how it's going to affect them down the line? And as older Black women in our community, um... I want us to be able to set example. I want to be able to set example and see how we can help shape and mold some of our young women and men today. Uh, When we were growing up, we had pagers and of course we had cell phones, but we had the big cell phones where, you know, you just basically could talk and leave a voicemail. Now you have iPhones and You can go live at the click of the button and you're just saying all types of stuff out there on social media. And it's kind of like for us, we didn't have those type of devices. We didn't have the big fancy computers or the small phones that you could carry around and capture every moment of your life. So if we made a mistake, you know, it was made around people And either they talked about it, forgot about it, and you moved on. Now, it's forever out there in the cloud. And the reason why it was brought to me or brought to my attention was um, I was in a restaurant amongst everything else, watching social media, but I was in a restaurant and a group of three came in and two beautiful young ladies and a male and you could pretty much hear them before they got to the booth behind me and every word that came out of the young lady's mouth was profanity beautiful girl and I don't know why that bothered me so much and you know we live in a day and time where you're not sure if you could say something to someone. And I'm not saying like chastise her, but where where have we gotten so in society where literally anything goes? So amongst doing my research for this show, I don't know, it just called out to me. And I kept thinking about how 
can I impact our young women in men's life, especially with me having two daughters and a son? And believe me, you know, as good as I think they are in front of me, who knows what they're doing outside of my sight? So we have to take a look at that. And how can we, as a Black community, give back to our young generation, you know, who are calling themselves Gen Z. So, you know, it's it, it, it's unfortunate, but we live in a time where they have, it seems like they have no sense of fear. They don't have a sense of what comes out of their mouth, what they post, and also what they say to their elders. And for us, I know, especially for me, you know, you you respect your elders. You may not like what they said or how they said it, but they definitely gave you something to think about. And I wanted to figure out how, you know, how can we have a conversation with them and, and, and get back to bringing some type of, of level of respect to the older generation because it seems like the, the, the script has flipped. It seems like we have to respect them more so than they respect us. For example, you can't say anything to a younger the younger generation right now. Because you fear for your life. I mean, I know that's how I felt in that restaurant. I would have liked to give that young lady a kind word and say, you know, you're such a beautiful young girl. Um, That mouth just does not match that pretty face. But how would I say that without getting a bad reaction, uh, an attitude, or possibly getting into a physical confrontation? But, you know, I left the situation feeling like God, as a Christian woman, and trying to, you know, live my life righteous and, and you know, just with your guidance, God, I, I left the situation feeling like I could have said something nice indirect but not so directly to make her feel good about herself but at the same time give her something to think about because I've had that happen to me I've been in situations where even as an adult now I could say something and I would have somebody say something to me in such a way that made me ponder on what I said how I could change it and how I can start to apply it to my life. So, you know, it, it's kind of like a catch-22 because you really don't know in the world that we live in today what to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. But at the same token, I'm trying to figure out how we, as the older generation, can give back to our, our younger generation without being offensive without it turning into violence and just give them something to think about to bring the respect back to the community. Because we have lost the respect in our community. Um, And I wouldn't even just say in the black 
communities, I would say, and other communities as well. And, and it's just horrible. You can't even go into your local gas station or go through your local um, drive through without them being on their cell phones while they're on the job or barely acknowledging you when you walk into the restaurant or store. I mean, customer service is definitely not what it used to be. And most of the people that are in those positions are our younger generations. It's either a part-time after-school job for them or I graduated and I didn't want to pursue college, so I'm in the work field full-time. But at the same token, their mindset isn't there. It's like going out with a teenager and y'all having a family gathering at a restaurant and everybody's on their cell phone. Nobody's communication. Nobody's communicating. There's no talking anymore. And I was just pondering ideas. I wanted to, you know, search deep down within myself to see what I could do or what I could add to my life on a daily basis to try to share some wisdom and and knowledge and give our young people, our young generation, um, give them something to think about, you know, so that they can start making better decisions, better choices, um, being responsible if you're gonna work somewhere full-time, take pride in everything you do from, from working to your social media pages, because once you put it out there, you can't take it back these days. You know, back in the day, in the neighborhood, you get into an altercation with somebody, it was a one-on-one fist fight. Now you got uh, children pulling out guns, children going to schools because they're mad or being taunted by other children and, and, and mass shootings are breaking out. So what do we do to get our generation, our younger generation back to trying to incorporate some type of respect, self-respect, first of all, and respect of your elder generation because it's not like their behavior is like we were. For me, I feel like it's very unacceptable. And not trying to change their way they live because I overheard some young ladies talking too, saying that, you know, gosh, I'm so glad that I got out of my parents' house so that I can finally do me. That's great, but what are you finally doing? Are you finally having that bit of freedom? And if you are having that bit of freedom, are you still having to go home and ask for a handout? Although I know as parents, we want to be able to help our kids, especially financially. But what are you doing as a parent, particularly as a Black woman or as a Black man, to help out your Black community to get them to a point where they can say, I respect myself, I respect everything I'm doing from my job to schooling, to my parents, my grandparents, even helping the stranger across the street with groceries that may have uh, a couple of bags. How do we get back to that place of gathering where 
is acceptable to help someone else or we're not afraid as the older generation to say anything to the the teenagers or the kids around us without it going left. So, you know, like I said, it kind of bothered me in reference to the young lady and I just kind of wanted to talk about it and, and see what you guys felt about that. How do you feel you could do what you can do to change um, a situation all the way around to try to help them grow? You know, they have so many tools that's at their fingertips and they're basically being raised by social media. Although we as parents have instilled in them values, most of most of them sometimes get out in the real world. And with social media being as popular as it is, those are the values that they pick up. And it's not necessarily good values. It's like having a bad tattoo or having a tattoo or getting a tattoo in your 20s and make it to see your late 70s or 80s. And when things start to wrinkle up and sag, that tattoo don't look so hot no more, girl. You know what I'm saying? So how do we get them to a point where they start valuing um, what they say, what they do, what they put out there because it's out there in the cloud and so it won't come back to bite them later on down in life when they do start to understand what it means to have wisdom, uh, to have knowledge, how to keep discretion um, about themselves, something that won't come back and hurt them later, per se, in their careers, in their personal lives. And, you know, even right now today where, you know, again, I stress a gun is a part of the everyday normal life. It is nothing. And God knows how they're getting a hold of guns, but it's nothing for these children to pull out a gun and shoot you over something that you said or didn't say, or it's just, it's crazy. And, and, you know, I know they can, you know, get guns, God forbid at home, but most of them do, you know, they got the internet access with access where they can make bombs and, and those makeshift gun kits and all that good stuff. So it's just, you know, it's a lot. And it, it, it was bothering me. And from what I was looking at on social media, doing my research, as well as just that small encounter, um, just listening to the girl at the restaurant. And then I had another event where um, at my local gas station, you know, the young lady, very rude. I think she was, you know, into her cell phone. And I don't think that that she was meaning to be rude. I just think... It was like, okay, I'm here. Uh, Let me hop on social media and see what's going on. I'm not particularly too concerned about the job or that I have a customer in front of me. So, you know, those type of things. How do we get them to pay attention? Um, Do you have a mentorship in your town or city? Um, I'd love to hear your feedback to see what you have to say about you know, 
coming back to the call of duty, coming back and trying to gain some control over the way that our youth presents themselves to society. Um, as a Christian woman and a woman of faith, um, I do know that everything that we're going to through has been done before. It's just a different generation and a different time, and it's done in a different way. Now, let our children tell us they've been here before we have. They know more than we know, um, and rightfully so when it comes to the electronics and, and stuff of that nature. But actually having experience, you know, um, having those gray hairs, having achieved that knowledge, having achieved that understanding, and having achieved that um, personal experience, you know, whether it be on the job, in a relationship, um because we all have that in us. We had it in our youth. We've had, you know, in us uh, uh, anger where our anger flares up. Like I was saying earlier, you know, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that everyday life doesn't get in the way because it does. It gets in the way and I have to repent and go back and, and try to start my day over and, and, and I have to forgive, you know, and that's my choice because being a Christian is a lifestyle choice. But how do we get our children to start thinking outside of the box and thinking about the choices that they make and just not for just us, for themselves so that when they look back, when they get to be our age and they look back at their life, they have something that they're proud of. Uh, I was having a conversation with my best friend. We've been friends for 35 years and I recently had um, someone dear to me pass away and we got into the conversation of how we wanted to be remembered. And out of the blue, she just said, you know, Victoria, I will remember you as a very sweet, kind and loving person that gives your last. You're overthinker. She said, but that's how I will remember you. And it was an honor for me to hear those things that came out of her mouth because it's just different when you hear it. And I feel the same way about her. I think she's wise. I think she's pleasant. I do know that she'll give me the shirt off her back, vice versa. And we don't even have to see each other or even talk on the phone. And we pick right up you know, like we haven't stopped talking for days. And that's the kind of relationships that we should be instilling in our children um, to have. That's the type of relationships that we should be instilling in um, our younger generation to create um, for themselves so that they can have something that they can look back on and say, if anything was to happen to me today, how would I like to be remembered? So I'm asking all of my listeners, and if you're new here, this is our very first show. So we have lots and lots of things that we're going to be covering um, as time passes, if it's in God's will. Um, leave me a message and let me know what you think 
about um, the call to duty and what you can do and how you can do it to contribute to just trying to get our younger generation back on the level of respect. With that being said, I will say, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my channel and hit the like button, rate it. You know, I'd love to, you know, come to you every morning, Tuesday through Thursday at 7 a.m. for 30 minutes a day uh, just to have general conversation. General conversation about personal things that I've experienced, general conversation about what's going on in, in the news right now and just a whole genre of things. So I'd love to hear back from you. Thank you guys for listening. Let me know what you think. You can leave me a message right here on Spotify. Um, and if you want to be a co-host, again, you can email me at vtsmart, the number one, at gmail.com. So that's it for now. On my next show, we're going to have a special guest um, and they're going to be talking about how it is to adjust, readjust back to society after being incarcerated for a very long time. That show is going to be on Wednesday, November the 9th. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a hot topic. Maybe it'll give someone male or female, the insight on how to navigate through this thing that we call life. Um, We're all here together and maybe they'll give somebody some type of direction if they're just coming home from being incarcerated and um, need suggestions on just how to get it started. Okay, guys, my time is up. I got to run, child, for now. But thank you for listening to 12th Street Talk Back. I hope to hear from you guys. And I'll talk to you later on this week. Child for now. As a female, I think we should start advocating more for these children. Um, some that come from one-parent homes. So I think it's very important to get out there in the community and help.